What's up? You are listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast with your host, Mark Madison. In this episode, it's Ring of Honor's Frankie Kazarian. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find a podcast on either iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now, here's Mark Madison. Uh, we're here with Frankie Kazarian of Ring of Honor. Um, and Frankie, the last time we spoke, uh, we had um, we made fans aware um, of your bad vac- vex temper. And how have you found trying to balance making music and traveling the world, competing in the ring? How's that worked out between both? Uh, it's working out great. Now I try to occupy my time when I'm away from wrestling with music stuff, booking shows, and you know, we're constantly writing stuff and uh, just focusing on that when I'm home on the weekend when I have time to do that. Uh, it's uh, something that I'm as passionate um, about as much as I am pro wrestling. So I really, really enjoy every aspect of it. Playing, just doing everything Vex Temple related, music related. Uh, but really, really enjoying it. Really glad I have the freedom and the opportunity to do it. Um, I gotta tell you, and fans are aware, Get Addicted is a great song. Um, for those that aren't aware, it was and is the theme song for both yourself, Chris Daniels, as part of the uh, the, addict- the addiction. Um, do you see Vex Temper making other music towards other talent in the promotion, or can you see yourself um, or lending it towards pay-per-views or something collaborative with Ring of Honor in, or other wrestling promotions that is tied to music? I can't really say. Um, the reason we were able to come out with it is because we needed new music, and uh, the company uh, graciously let me uh, write and record something because I had a band and I wanted to do it. Uh, other than that, I kind of music and wrestling separate. Um, I'd be happy to write a song for the theme of a pay per view. If asked, or if one of our songs that we have with me that we are writing, you know, fits the theme of a pay-per-view or, or an event, I'd be happy to lend that uh, to support that thing because, you know, any, any publicity is good for the and the material of the Do you see any scheduled tour dates? coming up for Vex Temper? Uh, right now, we're kind of just in the process of uh, actually um, in the early days of writing some more music. Uh, we are uh, we are uh, kind of we are also in the process of recruiting a new drummer. Our drummer uh, had an amazing opportunity with his company and he had to uh, focus all of his energy right now on that. So uh, we already got some some really good prospects. Uh, but right now, we're in the early stages of recording uh, some some new stuff. I mean, we already have we have about we have about uh, five or six songs already on the, in the early phases, ready to go. So we're really uh, just gearing up for that right now. Um, talk about the new album, if you could. Uh, inspiration, where it came from, um, how you guys, how does the process work for you guys, and how did this particular album all come together? In terms of writing? In terms of writing, in terms of recording, um, 
uh, the ebbs and flows of getting through it and trying to balance it all out, and um, the process itself. Uh, just like with any band or musician, um, there's never a shortage of ideas. Oftentimes, it's just riffs together or individually. You, know, you come across a, a good, a nice riff or a blue sounding riff or a sweet sounding riff, and you record it in your iPhone. Or you know, we're all constantly thinking of lyrics, and I have literally pages and pages of lyrics written down. So. And the other guys do as well, so there's there's never a shortage of that. Uh, and then when we get together, we uh, especially in times like this, you know, we've already we've already released and record at least our first album, and uh, still love that. But we're now that we've uh, that's kind of behind us. Where when we get together, we're it's pretty much focused on new material. So the guys bring the riffs they have. Like I said, we've been sitting on about five or six songs for a good year or two years that we have, you know, some of them 20% done, some of them 60 to 70% done. Uh, and so we just, you know, we, we get together, we collaborate, we see what works, and we see what doesn't. Um, and then every once in a while, like with, uh, for example, a song on our first album, The Dead Roses, that song came together in one night, the song came together in about 20 minutes. And that doesn't happen often, but that's the cool part of music and the cool part of creativity and collaboration is that sometimes the stars align and things like that just happen and it's great you know you always hear these stories of these iconic songs and when you talk to the musicians they say yeah that song came together in five minutes and it's almost it's baffling to think about that but it happens like that sometimes and then other ones it takes a, a year two years to craft and that's just all, all that is just what I love so much about music. It's just all of that, just the creativity, the creativity and the brotherhood and just uh, collaborating with your friends to create music is really incredible. It's, it's, uh, it's a, a rush like, uh, like no other. Um, there was one particular track, uh, I Desert, I, I Desert, that appears, desert, yeah. yeah, I desert. That appears to be now. I'm reading. I'd read something where you listed some of your impression about it. And we, music today, it's funny in some ways. Music and wrestling, where you get away from that longer match, uh, the longer standing song that that can go eight to ten minutes is almost rare to at all, rarely seen today. Um, what was it about this that made you guys move towards that sort of direction for a song? Well, it's a great comparison uh, about, you know, wrestling short matches and long matches and nowadays people's attention span were, were just fed constantly three and four minute songs and uh, and uh, it's not like it was back in the day where it was common six, seven, eight, nine minute songs to happen on, especially back in the days of records and eight tracks and stuff like that. Um, right, right. The song I doesn't. I mean, the lyrics I've been sitting on for a long time. I wrote those lyrics when I was living in Tampa and just kind of missing the desert where I'm from and where I once again live. And uh, the other guys being up here contributed some lyrics and uh, the guitarist both wrote the, uh, the, uh, the music for that. And uh, it just, it's just one of those things. It just, the reason it is so long is because we wrote a piece of music and then we were jamming and another piece of music came up that would fit with that and then we had another piece of music that was the bridge and then uh our lead guitarist Jake had some more lyrics that fit right in with it and it just we kept kind of piling on stuff and they all fit. So and we all felt it was it was quality stuff. 
of lyrics and music. So we just continue to, instead of weeding stuff out, we continue to add to it, mm-hmm. which is why uh, it became long. And there's some theatrics in that song. There's some uh, thunder, pure thunder and lightning. And uh, the cool thing about that is that's actual thunder and lightning from the desert and was recorded in the 1970s off of our, our guitarist dad had recorded it. And, just really cool, and I just a really cool vibe about being in the desert. And yeah, you know, it's not not a radio friendly song. It's nine minutes. Uh, a lot of people that's past their attention span, and I get it. But I uh, I was raised, and I appreciate the music um, of the seventies and eighties, and even early nineties, where you could get an eight nine minute song and and just enjoy the journey. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different climate now, but I still uh, very much appreciate that. Um, you know, not to make a specific comparison, but uh, I, I still think Jimi Hendrix's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, for as long as he can stretch it out and variations in which he had pulled it off, was still managing to capture people from how he, he tore riffs apart and how he made that song work, and it's, it's the national anthem, so um, he's pretty special... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that song, that's a real controversial version of that song. People thought that, you know, he would disrespect it, which is completely absurd. I think it's uh, uh, a, a classic, it's our anthem, at least us in America, it's our anthem that Jimmy Hendrix took and made his own. Mm-hmm. What's more American than that, you know? Like, been taking something and making it your own, that's... It's the freedom of expression. Is that not in the First Amendment? I love that version. I'm sure most fans of Jimi Hendrix and rock and roll do. Uh, and it's just, you'll never hear anything like that again. It's, it's incredible. Could have been a great wrestling theme song for an All-American, I tell you. Um. Now we're at the midway point of 2017. What do you foresee for the balance of 2017 for both yourself and for Vex Temper? Like I said, that's simple right now. You know, we are basically focusing on recording. We are kind of auditioning new drummers. Uh, so that is time-consuming and challenging, but also very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing process is just, again, nothing gets me more charged as a musician than collaborating with my friends and all the music. So focusing on that, eventually booking more gigs. I also, uh, in the meantime... Um, I haven't announced this yet, but I'll tell you guys here. I'm going to be filling in on bass guitar for a another local band called Gutter Candy, and I'm going to be letting people know about that on my social medias um, here pretty soon. Uh, Their bass player actually is gone for uh, the foreseeable future, so I uh, have learned a bunch of songs. They focus on a lot of a lot of cover songs, but they have some really, really great original songs too. So uh, I'm going to be filling in on bass guitar for them, and uh, we'll let everyone know when we are um, going to be booking dates, which will be very soon uh, in the summer. And that's better candy. As far as for wrestling, uh, just having the time of my life and a lot of really just having a lot of fun and having great matches and. Just very happy to be part of that. Such an incredible roster, and uh, just it's just good to have wrestling again and to uh, enjoy, genuinely enjoy what I do. And uh, we have some great shows coming up, both 
here and uh, international. We've got some stuff coming up in England and Scotland. And just glad to get out there and uh, bring Nirvana to the fans all over the world. Um, something uh, that I'd seen that may resonate with you. Um, I watched an edition of Table for Three, and it was... Uh, with the WWE, and it was AJ Styles sitting with Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels, and um, mm -hmm. Michaels had stated something that you don't put restrictions on your friendship whether they're working with you or not. Um, and I and I say this because of AJ's involvement with that. Um, how have you been able to maintain that with the distance that both yourself, Joe, um, uh, I mean you and Chris. Christopher Daniels, again, still continue to work together. But even though you guys are apart, how do you still maintain the friendship of being away and still um, connecting? You just make it work. I mean, it's, it's, you'd be hard-pressed to find four guys that were closer than AJ, Joe, Daniels, and myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and we went through a lot together, being in DNA and being there from day one. And, just all the ebbs and flows of that and the ups and downs and just each guy individually going through great times and hard times and us being there for each other and having having each other's backs and then having wars in the ring and you know whether on the same side or against each other uh, that creates a really really unique bond and uh, it, I really can't put it into words I mean I'm, I'm sure there's guys in the business that know what I'm talking about but mm -hmm. It just creates such a strong bond, and no matter where you are, no matter how much time passes, when you see each other, when you talk on the phone, you're right back to where you were. Uh, I, yeah, I could go months without seeing Joe or AJ, but when we do get together and see, it's like nothing. It's like it's been five minutes, um, and it's just one of the, it's. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have uh, a friendship and a bond with three guys uh, that I've known for. Great many years in this business, and you know, three of the best guys, um, three of the best friends that I could ask for. So, for me, it's really easy, at least with those guys. I've made a lot of other very good friends in the business, but those are the guys that, uh, you know, that I will communicate until, you know, they throw dirt on me. Uh, so, it's, it's really, it's really not a lot of work, and it's, uh, it's pretty simple because of because that bond is so strong. Um, one one of the things that had happened more recently, I guess, within the last, fortunately, it's about a couple of months, was uh, hoping to talk to you, but uh, very close personal friend of yours, um, seemed almost inseparable, Chris Daniels, uh, captured the Ring of Honor title. Um, to see your reaction that moment, it seemed very genuine, authentic, because of everything that you both have been to together, and to see him hit that pinnacle. Um, take us through the process, how that feeling how that all came about the, the 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 double switch turn with being with bullet club and then showing that you know you were always you, you were never a step behind chris daniels um how that all worked out well first and foremost i was very very proud of like, the entire angle because we, we, we hooked everybody and pretty much pulled the rule of everyone's eyes which is very difficult to do these days in the current professional wrestling landscape so that was good, and everybody in the Bullet Club and everyone played their parts so well. Uh, you know, all the Young Bucks and, and Adam Cole and everybody that was involved played their parts so well. And then the night Chris won the title was just so, and I've said this a bunch, it, it felt like I was right there with him and that I won the title in a way myself. Just knowing 
how much you've done, you know, how much you've given this business, uh, and how much you've given to this business, uh, if, if, if people only knew, um, you know, they'd be astonished. He's, uh, and I know this is something he really wanted and he's worked so very hard for, so it was just, it was just, ha- uh, it was like, you know, imagine two guys who were actors and who came up together and who were both at starring roles in movies and one guy finally gets nominated for an Academy Award and wins it. You're going to be nothing but thrilled for that person because this is a pinnacle. And for him to win it in Ring of Honor, win the Ring of Honor title meant so much to him because because of his pedigree there. Mm-hmm. It's always just a great night, one of the better nights of my career. Uh, so very happy for him. So very happy that the angle came off like it did. And, Everybody enjoyed the match and the entire uh, the entire presentation we gave them. Just just a really really good night for uh, for me and my career. Fantastic! Uh, thank you again, Frankie, for your time, for your energy. Um, sure. uh, wishing you all the best for the Balance 2017 and moving forward. Uh, for Frankie Kazarian, this is Mark Madison. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. And thank you to Frankie Kazarian for his time. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer.